It's just gone 12 o'clock and that means it's time for the MoneyWeb at Midday Show. I'm Warren Thompson and welcome to a fairly quiet day on the JSC today. Uh, we will just be speaking to our market commentator Wayne McCurry in a moment, but I'm sure all eyes will be on the strike currently underway by SAFTU. Uh, they are uh, obviously objecting objecting to the implementation of the minimum wage, amongst other things, and uh, uh, a number of developments around uh, what's going on off the ball with reports coming in that there's been uh, building satellite in Delareville uh, and uh, some violence of other sorts in other places. Uh, never a good thing. But uh, just remember that this show is being brought to you by Chartered Accountants of South Africa, leaders in business. MoneyWeb has a unique opportunity for financial advisors. Through our Click and Advisor offering, advisors can interact with a growing investor-based audience and attract new clients. To find out more, visit www.moneyweb.co.za. Right, you're back with the midday show. Uh, as I said, it's been a fairly quiet day on the JSC from Company News. Uh, but uh, obviously there, there was a, a little bit of news around Consul pulling its listing. I'll be talking to uh, Wayne McCurry in just a second. But just to get a rundown, uh, a rather drab day on the JSC so far, down uh, two-thirds of a percent to 57,290 points. And uh, it's red across the bourse. Uh, industrials down over half a percent. Financials down one-fifth of a percent. Gold mining down over 2.2% uh, and resources uh, not a great day either, down 1.5% in terms of value traded on the bourse behind NASPERS. We have BHP Bulletin and Standard Bank uh, that are uh, um, ch- shares changing hands there uh, fairly fast after that Standard Bank update. I think uh, Bulletin uh, recently posted an operational update, uh, so uh, perhaps uh, investors taking a a review of their decisions there. And the currency continues to weaken now at 12.47 against the U.S. dollar. It's lost over 1%. Uh, I think just a few days ago we were at 12.07 to the dollar. The pound is, uh, the rand is trading 1% weaker at 17.41. And against the euro, we're 1% weaker at 15.23. Uh, Gold is at $1,324.89. That's roughly half a percentage weaker. Platinum platinum having a good day, rather, up uh, three quarters of a percent. And palladium having another clangor of a day down 6.7% at the moment at $966 an ounce. I think the JC is taking a bit of a cue from world markets that are that seem to be all in the red. And uh, joining me now to discuss it is Wayne McCurry from Ashburton Investments. Good uh, afternoon to you, Wayne. Hi, everyone. Uh, just give us a little bit of a leader. Is the uh, the oil share here taking its cue from uh, what looks to be very sanguine markets overseas? No, it's definitely overseas. It's, it's, this is what's driving, I suppose, world markets at the moment. And, of course, the big scare there, which once again we have spoken about on numerous occasions, is this is very typical late cycle behavior. In other words, the economic expansion in the U.S. has been going on 10 years now, and now you're starting to see interest rates going up, inflation going up, and most importantly, the long bond going up. So the long bond going through higher than 3%. Remember a couple of years ago, it was 1.6%. is now starting to scare financial markets a little bit. And What's happening now, we should actually anticipate continuing happening. In other words, the big bull market in equities is behind us. 
I'm not too worried about a major correction, simply because even though this is late cycle uh, characteristics, they're not as severe as what we've seen in previous late cycles, i.e. inflation Inflation is not rampant. There's no excess demand around. Okay, so uh, so ultimately, I mean, where does this go now, uh, Wayne? The, the market's taking quite a dim view on this. Uh, yes. it, has it got ahead of itself? No, look, I, I think the market, I, I, I don't think the market's that out of line with what's happening in reality. The market certainly hasn't fallen more than what the long bond has gone up by, if you look at that relationship. But the key to all of this is, is the long bond going to settle at 3 to 3.2 or 3.3? Then I think you're okay with markets. If the long bond settles at 3.5 or 3.6 or 3.7, then I think the equity market will take quite a bit more strain. So it all depends on where the long bond is going to in fact settle. Uh, Wayne, I've certainly noted a, a uh, what what with the news coming out now that SAA needs five billion rand pronto, yes. and given uh, some of the uh, sources I have telling me that they've already got some suppliers on five months uh, terms, yeah. uh, this is perhaps are we seeing a, a reversal in sentiment now because it was all great when. Uh, Cyril yes. Ramaphosa was elected, but in terms of Eskim, SAA and the SABC, certainly uh, there's been no progress with regards to improving their financial condition. And yeah. ultimately, in the case of Eskim, that's going to weigh on the economy one way yeah. or the other. Yeah. So, look, I mean, this is not new news. We all knew about this long before Cyril was even appointed. But, you know, maybe the Ramaphoria, we've reached the peak now, and maybe a bit of reality sets in as we go forward. And unfortunately, some more bad news comes out about the state-owned enterprises. But we know that the Minister of Finance has said that they're going to look at privatizing part of that. And hopefully they come up with more concrete details of what they intend to privatize in amongst the state-owned enterprises. And that will put their debt issues a little bit more into the background. But understand the land weakening now is on, is on U.S. events. It's not on South African events. There's 12 to 12.50 this is global event. It's not South Africa. Okay, great. Uh, just, uh, I think, uh, just on that. So, in terms of uh, uh, the problem now with with certainly Eskim, uh, SAA needs money. Uh, we're re- already getting taxed more with the increase in VAT. I mean, uh, when they come to talking around the options available to SAA, uh, the predominant thinking has been, and uh, certainly government has maintained, that they want to uh, control SAA, which means that a partner that would uh, co-invest with them would be a minority partner. Yes. How attractive do you think that is to the private sector to uh, to be a minority well, look, partner with the government? You know, how do you define control? If, if control is more than 50% shareholding, but... Yeah. You hand the management of this. You, you hand the management of the airline to your subsidiary, to your smaller partner. Then that's fine. Then they can say we have still got control. We can still fire management if we want to. But if you put the other guys in charge, I think we're fine. Uh, p- potentially, uh, so long as there's not terms and conditions. And the problem I see is that these uh, certainly the uh, the payrolls of both uh, all of these uh, companies They're heavily bloated. Yeah. Exactly. So, the, what appetite does a, does this government have to aggressively retrench people leading into an election cycle? No, I hear you on that one, and we all understand <laughs> the political ramifications of that. Yeah. But you got to a point now where you got no option. Your options are your options aren't open to you. 
you've got to do something and you know it. Because you know, if you realize the great political cost of increasing that 1% eh, to try and sort this out, then they, they are going to sort this out. They've got no option. Because I can promise you firing 10, 15, I don't know how many thousand people at SAA and Eskom and Transnet and all of that, that comes at a less of a political cost than upping that 1%. Because that is a terribly uneven tax. It's an unfair tax. And it taxes poor people more than it taxes rich people. Right. Well, I hope you're right, uh, Wayne, certainly in that regard. Turning our attention to uh, the what little uh, market news we've had out uh, today yes. via Sense, Consul's pulling its listing. Yes. Um, obviously, the big uh, big money in private equity didn't uh, get the indications that, no. they, that they liked. Uh, is, that, no, is that your I interpretation? I think so, even though they said adverse market conditions, and I mean, the market's fallen a little bit, but it's not exactly in a slump. It's not exactly a fully-blown bear market. I Personally, I think they're using it as a bit of an excuse. They didn't get as much interest as they thought they were going to get. I mean, that's my interpretation, and they decided, no, we'll pull and wait for better days. Well, certainly not at the price. <laughs> not yeah. at the price they wanted right, that they interest. Wanted. Right. Okay. So we're going to have to leave uh, leave that one for now. But there's there's still a couple of listings that are going to be proceeding, uh, um, yes. as far as I'm aware. Uh, in just in terms of that uh, Standard Bank story, uh, we saw that big move the other day. Have you been yeah. able to glean any more insight as to why that moved so aggressively? That share price moved so aggressively downwards uh, following that uh, publication to ICBC. Look, I mean, obviously that publication was a little bit disappointing, but understand, if I remember correctly, the share price moved up strongly the few days before then. So maybe it was a combination of maybe it just risen a little bit too much and then slightly bad news came out and, it, and, and, and it's fallen. So I wouldn't read that anything's gone wrong there, but certainly, as I said, a combination of the price going up too much and then the details that they disclosed to, to, the, uh, to the holding company disappointed the market slightly. Uh, okay, and then perhaps a, a, a bit of a tricky question for you, Wayne, uh, given the fact that uh, you are under the broader umbrella at Ashburton of a of a large banking group. But um, MoneyWeb ran a story today regarding the uh, executive remuneration of some bank executives, and certainly uh, what developed at Barclays Africa Group uh, seems to indicate that uh, – uh, executives there, seven of them were paid very handsomely just to stay on post the, uh, let's call it divorce with um, uh, Barclays, yeah. the Barclays Bank PLC. Uh, where you know where where do you stand on the fact that we we pay people just to stay on in positions? Um, what's what looks to well, be look, very it's handsome. Not, it's not unusual. Look, I haven't read the article, so unfortunately, I'm sort of just commenting generally now. Yeah. It's not unusual to pay people to stay on when a company is going through turmoil. It's not unusual. The extent of the payments, I just simply don't know. But ultimately, the shareholders are going to approve everything. So ultimately, at the next AGM, if the shareholders are unhappy with the scale of remuneration and the reasons behind the remuneration, shareholders must make their voices known at the AGM. We're not currently shareholders in Barclay, Africa, so we won't be at the shareholding. But I know the shareholder activism with a distinct focus on executive remuneration is becoming very, very, and very, very big nowadays and justifiably so. Right. Okay. So certainly something that, uh, uh, I guess the the problem when we look at it, um, uh, Wayne, is that uh, certainly the investor in some of those funds cannot express their uh, opinion to the asset manager. And I think that's probably where the mechanism breaks down. 
because our market is so institutionally uh, dominated. Yes. So if you're managing... But again, but, yeah. but make no mistake, investors can put pressure on the asset manager. They can tell the asset manager that I think you should vote this way. And the, and the asset manager is obliged to at least at very minimum go back to the shareholders and justify which way they are going to vote. And so investors can put pressure on the asset manager, make no mistake. I mean, you know, in theory, client is king. Eh? So if the client puts pressure on you, you've got to listen. So it's, even though legally the client can't take their proportion of the shares and go to the AGM and vote, they can put pressure on the asset manager. Okay, great. Uh, just one last question, Wayne. I know we, we, we're, uh, we're, coming, uh, we're coming to the end of our time now. Uh, we, did you keep track of the uh, Steinhoff AGM on Friday? I did a little bit, yes. Uh, were you happy with the way the company went about disclosing what had happened and uh, given the constraints that they have, obviously, uh, ongoing investigation as well as uh, uh, certainly, uh, if not uh, litigation underway, but litigation, imminent litigation uh, following in their personal capacities as, as directors. But, uh, you know, did they, did they balance that in, right in your mind? Well, look, they didn't tell us enough information, but they just haven't got it, I don't think. Okay. They're also waiting for information. And of course, it doesn't matter who resigns or who leaves or no matter what resolutions are passed, etc. Every single director, the executive and non-executive is liable in their personal capacity for any wrongdoings. The company might have insurance to cover them for that, but they are still nevertheless liable in their personal capacity. And of course, this is going to unfold as the months and probably years go by, unfortunately. Ah, I definitely agree with you there. That's a story uh, long in the making. Uh, Wayne, always, yeah. g- always good to chat to you. And uh, th- thank you for taking my forthright questions. Thank you. All right, that was Wayne McCurry uh, from Ashburton Investments. Remember that this show is being brought to you by Chartered Accountants of South Africa, leaders in business. Numerology studies tell us that numbers have symbolic meaning. Number eight stands for success. Four is stability, and three represents advantage. These qualities, over and above trust, ethics, and leadership, are embraced by CASA, the leading accounting, auditing, and tax business designation underpinned by ethical standards, delivering responsible business leadership to take your business to number one. Because business is more than just numbers. CASA, leaders in business. And that's a wrap for, from us at the MoneyWeb at Midday Show. I'll be hosting the SAFM Market Update from 6 to 7. Tune in there for uh, more company news and analysis. And then, of course, uh, if you prefer, uh, our uh, Afrikaans speaking uh, business show starts at 6 o'clock as well on RSG. Cheers for now.